Hello, sisters. This week's guest is a very important person in my life and in my sisters. We have Pastor Holly Wagner joining us today from Oasis Church in Los Angeles. We ask her questions about self-love, strength, marriage, how she discovered her path to serve, of course, motherhood, and the value of finding a community. She drops tidbits of inspiration along the way, and I hope she inspires you as much as she has inspired us. Update, Paulina is still pregnant, but let's get on with our conversation with Holly Wagner. <laughs> Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia, and we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Mama Sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Carista. And he was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. We get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. She was like, Brisa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm -hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted. And he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go. <laughs> Super mamas! are you mommies, sisters, super mamas, super mamacitas, moms, not moms, all alike? What's up? Happy new week-ish. <laughs> Happy fall. Yes. Is it officially fall? Like legitly? It's officially fall. Like as of the weekend, it's fall. Nice. We're in the Libras. We're in Libra oh, now. Oh, the moon is in Libra or whatever the, it's called. Now it's going to be perfection from now the it's moment. <laughs> I did. I do follow this Instagram uh account that's called the law of positivism and it uh -huh. says like the moon is in libra which means that the world is asking a balance balance and i'm like sure <laughs> why not we're all about balance here <laughs> sure right. why not <laughs> so this weekend i went to the tecate border i know i saw that how was that incredible oh incredible. so sorry to but i did want to share with you guys this uh, little like tale the super mama <sighs> moment i had i okay. felt like a real ma, super mama. So we had, so we drove to Tecate. The baby has been having some stomach issues. We thought he was okay. So we get to the, the border. We get to see the installation made by JR. I highly suggest if you are in the Los Angeles area or anywhere near the border, you have to go and visit and experience it because there's nothing like being in front of the installation. If you want to learn more about the installation, you can check out um, JR's, the artist's Instagram feed. His handle is at JR. I thought it was Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's this beautiful, huge, I think it's like 72 feet. Wow. This huge uh, picture of a little boy peeking over the border and it's over the border of Mexico in the U.S. Is it on the Mexico side? It's on Mexico side. Oh, no. Anyway, so we saw it, we, we went, we conquered, we took a million pictures. I, you know, I was a little hurt because my baby didn't want to take pictures with me. So I only got like all the good ones with my <laughs> husband, you know, which often happens, yes. which kind of sucks. Yes. 
I'm like, great. All the good pictures are taking with you. What about me? He just did not want to take pictures anymore. And he was like, mommy, I have to go popo. I really have to go popo. Oh my God. Mommy, I have to go. So bad. And I'm like, holy moly. Like, what am I going to do? So this is like about, I don't know, 10 minutes from anywhere. That's, uh-huh. So there's we, nothing around there's there. There's nothing. We are in the, like the mountains uh-huh. with dirt. Like, this is where, you know, this it's like... So uh, I'm like, oh man, what it like? What are we gonna do? I was like, well, you can just squat, I guess. But he has to go number two, and he's been having diarrhea. Oh, you know, like, Jesus. what am I? I'm like, oh my god! Like, if I hold him, what if he explodes? You know. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, God was in our side. We had, I had like my first um, cover toilet cover that i ever bought from him uh-huh the one you put over the toilet yeah, yeah, yeah. and the one that also has little like stands like legs the ones i would bring yeah, here yeah, to the yeah, restaurant yeah. i didn't have any like bags to put underneath so I actually just put that toilet like in the <laughs> like next to the car and he just sat down and he just took his sh- <laughs> shit and, and the dirt in the dirt and I had to cover it with more dirt and kick it to the side. Thankfully, his area didn't like go fully. And you had wipes a, and everything. I had wipes, and he was like, "Whatever about it, like no big deal. I'm gonna sit here in my toilet <laughs> in the middle and between Mexico and the U.S. and just you know take a shit." And my husband's that, like, my, "My husband's like, take a picture, take a picture." <laughs> so I totally took a picture. That's great. I do. So, so that you're was like, like I'm never going to need this thing. Why am I, why, why am I carrying it around that you need it? When yeah. You so I, I, I'm like, thank goodness. Thank <laughs> goodness. So uh, I'm just going to keep that thing in my, in, in, in my back seat at all times from now until he's 10. Because <laughs> you never you know, know when, you never know when they're going to have to go number two in the middle of. Of nowhere. Of nowhere. Well, this weekend I went to the um, survival store. Because, oh nice good for you yeah no because i had been looking for the perfect emergency bag and everywhere online it takes two months to ship at this point whoa two months really yeah. see Amazon. if you would have listened to me when i told you to get one <laughs> but, if you would have listened to me um but so i was like i need to go get it so i went it was better that i went to a survival circus i actually saw them touch them saw them and um, when you were talking about your bo- your poop experience, uh, they have all these things like toilets on the go. Uh-huh. I bought like a bunch of those for the kids because I was like, you know, if something happens, they're going to go. They're going to want to go. Yeah. So like I bought these liquids and stuff or like, you know, I don't know what they are. They're just packaged. <laughs> I don't they're know what like- they are. I just bought them because the guy sold it to me. No, it's a toilet on the go mm. uh, for grownups and for kids that you just put on your emergency kits. And that you, you, know, you have I toilets. saw like a urinal for uh, for girls. I, when really? I was shopping for more things, because you know, my I, it's become like a thing now where I can say, "What else can I buy?" Survival, huh? What else am I missing? Well, no, now we have two huge uh, containers in the backyard with stuff, and um, I was like, "What you know? Yeah, what do you need?" Right? And I went, and it was so funny because that store was so crowded, and I was like, "Has this been like this lately?" She was like, "Oh, today's low." She's like, it's crazy. Like people are like, I mean, it's good. People are getting ready. Mm-hmm. And I went with her with Mari because I, I didn't want to go alone because, you know, I was like, what if I had this baby, you know? So she came with me and I was like, Mari, you need to get something. She's like, oh, do they have tequila for, for my emergency? <laughs> I was like, no, but that's a good idea. I should add that to mine just in case. My friend, same thing. She's like, well, I got tequila bottle of wine. I'm good. <laughs> and... um. 
And I went and I got a bunch of stuff because, you know. We got to get ready. You got to get, ladies, get ready, please. That was yes. good. So this is. Uh, you can't stop living your life and no. living afraid, but you have to be ready. You have to be ready. I, ha I, I heard something. It's like when you are not preparing, you're preparing to fail. Yes. So there you go. Well, just a little recap on what we've been doing. I know it's been a lot of. Um, it's been crazy this past uh, couple of weeks with everything that's happening in the world with, my gosh, three earthquakes that hit Mexico in the past two, two weeks. weeks. Wow. And it's been really, really sad and crazy. And it's been hard to not be freaked out. And it's been mm -hmm. hard to act like nothing's happening. You know, yeah. it's been hard to even live life. But it's not just about being prepared, but also being able to understand and appreciate how blessed we are wherever we are in the world. If we are healthy, if we have shelter, if we have food on the table and we are together with our family, we are so blessed. We yes. are so, so blessed. But we're putting together some efforts. I will be going to Oaxaca in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. with my husband and my little sister. I think my brother is going as well. We have a relief fund where we are going to be using that money to build housing, provisional housing in Oaxaca. Yes. So we will be, my dad is overseeing that project. We are very, very excited. And we just really feel so blessed that we are in this position where we can actually help people mm -hmm. you know god has blessed us in so many ways over and over again and we couldn't sit here and act like the world was normal when we see how bad it is yeah and when the earthquake in mexico city happened last week i couldn't help but even feel worse for those indigenous communities that may end up being forgotten because of that was my concern as well yeah and also it's and it's not like one is more than the other it's just like resources you right. know and like where the efforts are going to go so we are committed to helping those communities we're going to help build provisional homes we're going to start building the first 10 homes this weekend my dad's going to be in mexico on saturday um this uh weekend which is the weekend of let's let's put a date stamp date because if we forget that we're in a podcast and it's like a <laughs> the, uh, this weekend of september 30th of 2017 he's gonna start he's gonna be there next week building and then i'm gonna arrive on the 11th um and see how else i can we can help so if you guys want to be part of this you know visit our website is porwaxaca.org org p-o-r oaxaca spelled o-a-x-a-c-a dot o-r-g you can donate if you'd like um if not you can just see in pictures and see what we're doing it's you know we're not really asking for money but uh, a lot of our f personal friends companies that we work with have pledged some money yes. so it's so happy you know we're just so thankful that we're able to do this yeah you know it's uh, immediate help we we tried to do immediate help when it happened a few weeks ago and that was amazing but also when our parents got there realized that the help that is going to be needed is long term yeah you know people are going to need the wipes and the diapers and the food and everything they needed right there but people lost their houses and they're living in the street under like Alona. <laughs> under like plastic a tree a tree and there it's was an raining and you know it, they just really need a place to live and i think like if we really wanted to help we really needed to think about something more long term that's what we came up with this project that we want to do and we're just you know like Brisa said we're so excited and happy that we're able to do this for our brothers and sisters back in oaxaca 
Um, and with that giving spirit, uh, we wanted to just talk about a little bit about our guest that we have on today, which was another dream come true. Yes. See how much God blesses <laughs> us. Holly Wagner is our is the is the lead pastor at Oasis Church here in LA, and has been an inspiration and a role model for myself and my sister mm-hmm. since forever. Yeah. I mean, we never even think we could have had her on the show, and like when we got her on the show, I was like. <laughs> She walked in here and like and I saw cried. her and I started crying, okay? <laughs> but it's a very powerful episode. Yes. There are so many aha moments in this episode. There are so many just like just major knowledge dropping yeah. about life in general, like like just regular life rules. Yeah. And you guys please if you guys see a quote that she said, write it down. Live by it. Um, share it with a friend share this episode with a friend because i think her words are exactly what we need today yes i love everything she said about you know the way to look at things at the world today and how everything's happening from a different point of view yeah and i decide i've decided to stick with that instead of looking at the negative so without further ado here is our interview with pastor holly wagner Hello, Pastor Holly. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> I love it, what, like the way that she walked in and we just immediately started crying. I know. It's like, it's like I, always, I, I always feel like, like that. I, I haven't even said anything bad yet. <laughs> like, you have, I, haven't, I haven't even said hello. And you guys, you guys welcome to your room with two crying girls. <laughs> it's, it's almost like I feel like that's how I'm going to feel when I meet Beyonce. I'm just going to like look at her and just start oh crying. Me, let me just tell you the difference between me and Beyonce. Is she can sing. <laughs> that's it. That's like the only difference. That's Um, Thank you so much for being here. Pastor Holly changed our lives. Yes. Seriously, yeah. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. The first book I ever read of yours was Warrior Chicks that was gifted to me on my birthday. My gosh, seven years ago. When I read that book, it just changed my whole, uh, I guess, perception of what Mm -hmm. Christianity was. And... Being a daughter of God. Oh my gosh. (laughs) See, my husband's like, don't cry. Um, So thank you so much for for that. Uh, I'm sure you get that a lot for so many women that you've changed their lives. Uh, You were amazing in so many, so many ways. I know my sister had a similar experience when she read your book. Actually, my sister gifted me your book. And, you know, same thing. I have never really read a full book about Christianity or anything like that. And just the way you approached it. I was like, wow, this is something that I can totally relate in so many levels. Like it helped me uh, just through so much that I I was personally going through. And I bought like seven of them and I gave them to my cousins. I bought them in Spanish too. And I took some to Mexico. Yeah, (laughs) I took some to Mexico. I gave them to my sister-in-law, to my cousins, to this. And I was, I think like there were so there's so many different parts that I love about the book. But um, the two especially that I love are about um, self-love And I always tell people, like, you know, you you are your hardest critic. And I remember in the book you were talking about pass through a mirror and always say, like, you're looking good. You know, you're the daughter of God and you're, you know, you're beautiful. And I never did that before. And then when I started, when I read your book, I actually started doing that. And it worked. Like, I, you get to slowly believe it. At the beginning, it's really uncomfortable to do it. But it was really good. And that was one of the things that I one of the things that I find most common among women, like we don't really love ourselves for who we are. No, it's true. And we want to be something different or somebody different to be quote unquote perfect. Right. And um, that really helped me. And I really love the way you and Pastor um, 
Philip approached marriage. So, you know, that was one of my things, too, about the book. And then, I, I you know, I, I always give it to everybody. Aww. Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> See, actually, we're all going to cry. <laughs> that, no, that's a really good point. I think... Um, I think most people aren't that great at liking themselves. Mm -hmm. And today, social media doesn't help. No. Right? We scroll through Instagram and we see everybody having their best day and we're having a terrible day. (laughs) And, you know, yeah. So it makes us feel less than. And, you know, Jesus said something interesting. He, He said that we're supposed to love people the way we love ourselves. And I think we do. And that's the problem. We don't love who we are. So then we actually can't love other people. So wow. we're always trying to, if, if we don't like who we are, if we don't trust that God made us unique and special and one of a kind, and that we have a purpose here on the planet, then we're always going to be looking to other people to try to fill us up, and they actually can't. That's true. Right? But when you're confident in who you are, when you like yourself, you're fun to be around. Right? You're not jealous. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the insecure people who are jealous. And when you're confident in yourself and like yourself, you can laugh at this at the mistakes that you make or you don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You know, so it's so important. It's really foundational for anything, for a marriage, for friendship, for doing life, for that sure. That's so true. <laughs> How did you get to that point of loving yourself? How did you find that? Um, how did you find Jesus in your life? Well, for me, the journey to uh, just being confident in who God says I am honestly started with just reading the Bible. Do you know, I just feel like there's so many voices out there that tell us other things. And oftentimes they can be very loud. Mm-hmm. And from songs that just treat women terribly. If you look at the <laughs> lyrics to some of these songs, yeah. I'm just like, can you guys shut up right now? Because you're not helping us. And um, so so I, you just there's so much of those kind of voices. And so for me, it was the discipline of actually opening my Bible. And, you know, just starting to read... Uh, parts of it. And so Psalm 139, which says that I'm, you know, wonderfully made Mm -hmm. and starting to believe that. And then Psalm 45, which calls me a daughter of the king. And do you know, so just start saying that those things over me and that I'm loved and unique. And again, into a mirror if you need to, but (laughs) saying it and saying them out loud. Because, because the lies are loud in my head. Yes. Right? That's true. So, saying them out loud. I think that's one of the things I also learned from, from your book, Find Your Brave, which is your newest book. Mm-hmm. You talked about saying things out loud. Right. Uh, which we don't do enough. I mean, even when we read the Bible, a lot of people maybe, it just becomes like, okay, I'll read it, and then I'll keep it in my head or write it down somewhere. But saying them out loud is so important. I want to talk about a little more about your book because you speak on standing strong when the waves come crashing in. Yeah. Um, and right now, I think it, it seems like there's a lot of waves coming in <laughs> yeah. into this country, into this world. And I love what you said about fixing our mind on the truth about God. And one of the things that you said on your book was, I'm, I'm going to just kind of read what you said. Um, it says, if you are going to reach the shore safely, if we are going to successfully navigate whatever challenge you are facing, we have to manage our thoughts. And honestly, the best place to begin that process is to read the Bible which is what you just said. Now, reading the Bible can seem very daunting to many people. And I know to me, it still is sometimes. Sometimes when I get off the course and like stop reading my scriptures, picking up the book seems like, oh, but where do I start? Do I start from the beginning, the middle? Do you have any recommendations on how to approach that great book? The the book, it it can seem overwhelming. So it's just you do bite-sized pieces. 
just like you would do anything, right? And mm-hmm. so one of the simple things that I do in uh, the book of Proverbs, there are, prover- there are 31 Proverbs. Mm-hmm. I read one a day, right? So just read one of those a day, and then I'll read a little portion from the Old Testament and a little portion from the New Testament. And there are on, on the, the Bible app, there are so many different, in fact, I'm doing one right now, different Bible reading plans. And so I just think um, there are, if you find a plan, if you just find a plan and stick to it and don't beat yourself up, if you fall behind, you just pick up the next day, do you know? Um, but I just think sometimes to what you said that it can seem so big, mm-hmm. but if you just have a plan and you're not going to read the whole thing in a day, it might take you a year or two to actually get through the whole thing. But the point is to actually let God's word speak to you. It's not a homework assignment. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how in school yeah. you're just trying to get through something to answer questions? No, we're trying to let these words, you know, um, which are life, it, you know, it says that they are power and alive. And so these words can bring health and strength to our body and our soul. And so that's what you want them to do. You're not trying to just get through <laughs> and say, I did my Christian duty today. No, you want them to speak to you <laughs> or use devotionals. I, you know, I see that you have one of my mm-hmm. devotionals over there. So I use devotionals all the time. And a devotional is simply um, a book or, um, you can, again, you can find some online that take one verse and then explain it a little bit or give a real life application to it. And so I use those as well. One of the devotionals that I really like, well, I'll say that for my pick of the week. Um, <laughs> also, I, I think moments like these, that like the world has always gone through horrible moments, right? right. Uh, we're just going through a wave right now. Right. Um, and it is sort of when we need to become stronger, which is, you know, kind of like the message of your book. Right. When you speak to, when you see, you know, a younger, a younger woman, younger guy, a millennial, and you see them sort of like getting all like frazzled, what would you like to say to them? Well, you know, the interesting thing is that Jesus, when he came to planet Earth, right, when he came, he was, um, the time in which he lived, Rome was in power in the region of the world where he was. And Rome was corrupt. Rome was sacrificing babies. It was the most, it had serious dark layers to it, right? But when Jesus came, he didn't come to change a political system. He came for the hearts of men and women because nothing will change until hearts change. So for me, I have to keep reminding myself that it's not that I'm not going to stand up and speak out for what I know to be right. But at the end of the day, it's about heart change. And when someone's heart changes, then the world changes. And so I think finding peace in that, that my job is to the best of my ability to communicate the love of God to everyone I meet, to be his hands and his feet here, to be filled with joy now, as opposed to, oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Do you know? It's like, just trust that actually he's still God Mm -hmm. and that he's, you know, there is also a truth that this is the moment in history that God's given us. That's true. I mean, he could have had us born a thousand years ago, but he chose now, you two and me, here we are right now, planet Earth right now. So what is the assignment that he has for us now? Um, and just to be faithful with that in this moment that he's given us and, and not lose the joy. You know, the Bible says that the joy, that God's joy is actually our strength. And so I think so many times we look at circumstances and let them become overwhelming. Right. And then we lose our strength. Yeah. We lose our ability to see something. 
I think also we feel guilty about being joyful in in, in times like this, mm. right? Like people, you know, there's so many things going on in the world that you're like, oh my god, maybe I shouldn't be this happy because other people are not happy, yeah. and there's guilt going on, and you know, people criticize you for being so too happy sometimes, right? Like, yeah. oh, don't you see what's going on? Like, how come you're not sad? You know, and you're like. But I want to be like, you know, there's yeah, no, I can't help fair if I'm enough. sad. No, I, I get that's actually a good point. I think that, um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. But all I know is that if I'm live my life depressed and overwhelmed and angry, I'll never actually fulfill the plan that God has for me. True. And so being content and joyful is not denying there are very real problems we have to solve. Yeah. yeah. It's just that I'm not going to solve them by yelling and screaming at people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, I guess, more the yeah, perspective yeah. that I would come at it with. It's just... Um, and you need strength, right? You need to be strong for yes. other people. And I think that's really what motherhood is about, right? Um, you know, We talk a lot about self-care and self-love because you need to be self-empowered in order to bring your family up. You know, For your family to be successful and have a successful family, you as a mom need yep. to be okay. Yep. Um, and that comes with help, right? It's a community. It's a tribe. It's you know, it's it's not just you by yourself. Yeah, we were designed to do life in community, and I think it's so easy today to um, isolate. And your Facebook friends are not your community. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that is that is yeah. a amen. That amen. is a group of people. But I'm talking about the ones that come to your house and have dinner with you, or that you spend time with. Like that is your, or your church. Do you know your church is your community because those are the people trying to wrestle with real issues and with faith. Do you know with faith? And so we're designed for community. And I think it's so easy, especially in such a big city as Los Angeles, to get pretty mm-hmm. isolated or get busy and pull back. Yeah. Another thing that you said on, on the book, um, it said you were not created to solve all of our life's problems on your own. And you do not have all the answers. And I wish someone told me that every single day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing just in speaking to that is that only part of my destiny is in me. The rest of it is in other people. Right? So I'm not, I'm not going to fulfill yeah. my purpose on my own. I need you. you I need wow. you. We, we're all, we're, the Bible gives us the picture we're one body. Mm-hmm. Right, so we each have a part to play, and I'm I'm not going to do anything on my own. If there's no such thing as a self-made person, not really. Yeah, you know, I think too many times we're trying to be that. Yeah, that's so true. That, that's what we're all fighting to be. Right, to just be like, I'm going to do this on my own. You know, like everything is just like as if there's as if there's more as if that's better. Yeah, you'll never get there. You'll never, no matter how great you think you are, you never get to where you're supposed to be by yourself ever. Plus, like, if you if you reach a milestone in your life, you want to share it. Yes. Right? You want people around you to celebrate with and to share your successes and yeah. your failures and whatever you go through. Because yeah. it's so hard when you have a problem and you, you look around and there's nobody there to tell you everything's, oh, it's no. going to be okay. Right. Because you're like, oh, I can do this on my own. And then it's so lonely. Right? Yeah. It's so lonely. And I think that's what happens when you become a mom, too. We were like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best mom. And then you forget that there's other people going through the same thing that can help, help you and support you through the journey. Yeah. Right? And it's, do you know what? Being a mom is full on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have adult children now and that's the prize. Do you know, it's such a gift. They're amazing human beings. And I'm glad I didn't, you know, kill them when they were 14. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, it's it's full on, and you'll never do what you want to do by yourself. And and the thing is, too, I think when they're little, like yours are little, and you're about to have another one, and it's getting them in the car seat and uh-huh. bundling them up, and, and so then you just go, I'll just stay home, or <laughs> not, or so I don't have time to connect with people. And yes, it's hard to get yourself, you know, get those kids out out of the house in the car to church or to hang out with friends, but you need to do that. You will, you'll regret it if you don't. Yes, that's exactly. The thing. Yeah. Like I, I have some friends now who, Very true. Um, just even speaking about the church community, I have some friends now who it got hard, right? And they it just got too hard, and they had two kids in diapers, and then it was too hard to get them, and so they just kind of slowly backed away from church. And then when they became like thirteen and fourteen, now the parents are freaking out because their kids have not built community with other people of faith. Mm-hmm. And so then they come rushing back into church, which is fine and awesome, and we'll do what we can do, but it sure would have been better yeah. if they had just stayed in the house of God. Even when it was hard, just kept building that community so that you would have a real support system right. you know, around you. And, you know, uh, community. Touching on that, I think where, where we come from, a culture where Christianity is very... Um, it, it, people have a, a specific concept about Christianity. I know we did growing up, and we we thought Christianity was this like you know weird thing where people would just throw themselves on the floor. And I know that's true. That's, that's <laughs> what we thought, you know. Um, and then I still throw myself on the floor. <laughs> and then you know we grew up, and then I found God when I was thirty. Hmm. That was when um, I was uh, trying to get pregnant and I couldn't, and you know our family was just going through a lot. And I was actually I was 29, not 30, 29 when, you know, we've, we found God and our life has definitely changed after mm-hmm. that. And the concept that I have from church is so completely different now. Especially in your congregation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially. You're such a, you have such a multicultural generation yeah. and also a huge age range, which is really, yes. really, really difficult to achieve. Yeah. And it speaks so much on you and Pastor Philip. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful. Yeah, I know. We went. I went to your church and I was like, what? Okay, this is where I belong. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I love going. I enjoy being there. I'm not dragged like, oh my God, I have to go to church. You know, it's like, I'm Yay! going to church. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, when I walk out of there, you know, feeling less heavy on problems and happy. And I'm like, okay, let's see what we're going to do now after church, you know. And it's, and it's just, you guys are so relatable. Mm. You guys are make it normal, yeah. and I really appreciate that. And I would, you know, want to say thank you for that. Um, well, thanks for because yeah, sharing that. Yeah, I mean, we certainly, um, you know, work hard at just uh, being normal. And you know, you've heard me say it that there's no perfect people in that room, and we're all on the journey together. And I think that's the way it should be. And yeah. I, and the the thing that I'm really grateful for is um, that what you just mentioned that it's a multi generational church. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's the babies, the you know ones in the womb and out of the womb, and then <clears throat> then there's youth, and then there's millennials, and then there's the great grandparents. So it, there is a <clears throat> is generations, and so I'm grateful for that. And then for just the uh, ethnicity, mm-hmm. you know that there I think our last. Um, survey was like 23% black, 22% Caucasian, 21% uh, you know different Latin um, countries, and uh, 19% different Asian countries. So very super diverse, super diverse. diverse. And <clears throat> the thing about that is everybody, you know, will say we love that, but there's real work to create that mm-hmm. in the sense that I mean you have diversity at Dodger Stadium. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> but True. community means you do life with people. Right. Which means you have dinner and hang out and go to connect groups with people who don't think like you, mm-hmm. look like you, act like you. And the other thing about unity, I was realizing that there's a cost to it. And, you know, if you expect, um, you know, if you're black coming to our church and you, you know, expect that it's going to be all gospel music, well, it's not going to be. So you have to, are you willing to just lay that down a little bit so we can do that occasionally, but not all the time because we're trying to build a multicultural, right? right? And occasionally we'll do Spanish, but not always. And Mm -hmm. when we have the translation, but you know what I mean? Just so that everybody has to give up something to be a part of something bigger. Right. And not everybody is willing to do that. Yes, it's true. But those who are, are there and embrace it. Your worship team is like next level. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. It's like going to a mini concert every weekend. And um, I always, I I think that was like the hardest thing for me to get used to Christian church was the singing, which is like now the complete opposite. Because I'm like, I need to get there on time because I need to sing. (laughs) That's right. I need to sing my songs. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you um, before we, you know, uh, move on to or picks of the weeks was about proverb 31 i've heard you speak on a couple of times and who like kind of you just i just felt like some got knocked you know i got some sense knocked into my oh, head yeah. um and now being a wife and a mother i feel like it's it's difficult to read but you say it so beautifully and break it down in such a approachable way that yeah. it doesn't make it seem so daunting for us women to be the wife of a noble character right. and tie that into what you said um, the the word virtuous in Hebrew means force on the earth isn't that great that was to me when I read that I was like oh, we were designed to be the force on the earth yes I know no but the first time I you know Proverbs 31 it's like good lord who could be her <laughs> right I mean she's just so perfect and I felt not and until I began to study it and then I realized she actually is our blueprint and you know, we're, we can be her, we can be our version. And that word virtuous was one of the words that annoyed me because it just sounded like somebody who does a lot of, you know, crocheting. And, <laughs> and, and, and I ain't doing that, so. I'm um, doing five course meals every night. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, so when I did some uh, research just on word definitions and realized that that word means a force on the earth, then all of a sudden I got excited about being her because I'm – I'm uh, that the A-type personality. I'm the, a driver, so I want to make things happen. And so when I realized that actually I'm designed to do that, to be a force on the earth, a force on the earth using my power for good, you know, it was made it much more exciting. And then, um, you know, you've read the book, so you know the verse that was really annoying to me was the, she rises while it is yet yeah. night. And I'm thinking, <laughs> nah, uh uh <laughs> She's sleeping really good at nighttime. <laughs> but that in reality, that has more to do with, uh, you know, like today, when darkness and chaos and confusion and heartbreak are around, she rises. And so I think God's looking for a company of she who will rise at this time in history and at this moment, not angry and putting other people down, not critical, but rising with solution, mm-hmm. rising to be the expression of love and grace on the planet. I love that. And I always, I really, like I said before, I love the way you and Pastor Philip approach marriage because, again, you normalize it. You normalize every aspect of marriage. I feel like in other churches that I've been before that I've attended, um, for example, like intimacy, that's not something that we talk about in marriage, right? And then, so you feel like, oh my God, maybe I'm not 
being you're not following God's steps if I'm you know being sexy with my husband or something but in your books <laughs> you oh t- yeah we go there yeah right <laughs> and I love that because you know, I'm like oh okay and like you know this is this is this is normal like we're a, we're a partnership we love each other we're supposed to you know do things like this you're supposed to be sexy you're yes. supposed to be sexy with your husband you're supposed to talk about that so I want I, I really love the way you guys the 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 dynamic that you and him have and you are an example for me and my husband as a marriage and i wanted to get from you like can you share with us a few tips on how you guys got there (laughs) (laughs) how you make love work like your books that you guys wrote yeah that's you know love works i see you have that one over there too that um actually i that is you know i love that we wrote that book together because i think that the thing about philip and me is that we're pretty real and it's no theory without practical application. So we tell our bad, we tell the mistakes we made. And well, you know, he made most of them, of course, (laughs) right? But (laughs) not just kidding. Um, But it it was a journey, because I think for me in the beginning, you know, I mean, I love the romantic movies and romantic books, and you just think marriage is going to be like that, right? So that was my perspective. And then he came from his family, and and my parents had been married for a long time. And so his family was broken and you know they got divorced and there was a lot of anger and frustration and he'd come from real broken relationships and so he had a very different picture of it and then I had my picture and so now we have to build this thing and I had to get a little more um you know realize that you know he was not always going to be a, a prince or a charming and <laughs> then what was I going to do and that my job is to demonstrate respect and his job is to love and how do we do that and so that it's just it's just a commitment to doing it. Yeah. And um you know, I read somewhere in one marriage book that made me really mad. It said that uh, marriage is actually designed to make you holy and not oh. always happy. Really? And I was like, "Whoa." And that was so challenging to me because I think in our society people are so desperate to be happy, 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 happy every second and with something is you know when you're not happy in your relationship then you just start looking for another one mm-hmm. but maybe there's some things in you that need to actually grow a little bit right. so that's to me what that meant meant and so i think i'm a better person because i've been married to philip for 32 years right you know i think we have worked through enough stuff that i i'm a little stronger i'm a little quicker to forgive i'm a little um I'm a better communicator. I'm softer in some things and stronger in some things. I think I've become a better person. And I think if I had walked away in the first couple of years when he was making me so angry (laughs) that uh, I would be missing out on who I am today. Right. Like you say in the book, stay at your post. Stay at your post. That's why that's one of my favorite parts of the book about, you know, people like when things get hard, people just walk away and they're like, oh, you know, maybe that person's better for me or that person's better for me. And then, you know, you always think the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. It's grass is greener where you water it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's so true. <laughs> no, but it's. Amen. <laughs> Preach, sisters. There's, um, you know, a lot of the marriage experts would say that. Um, that romantic love, you know, where the cloud descends and, oh my gosh, my heart's beating and da, da, that, la- that lasts about 18 months. <laughs> and by then you're usually married, right? And so then all of a sudden that cloud lifts and then you start looking, you look at the person and you, what? Why? Are you, what? And so then you start to think there's a problem and I married the wrong person. That's mm-hmm. true. There hasn't been one couple in my 33 years of leaving a church that hasn't at one point said, I married the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that. 
<laughs> but at, when you get to that point is when, and this is where Philip and I got to it about year three of our marriage, when we had to decide that we're going to build a love that's actually going to last our lifetime now, not just depending on the feelings, because feelings follow doings. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do loving mm-hmm. things, loving feelings come. Right. But I think too many people rely on those feelings. And so I've seen a number of people. So they get into, they're dating somebody, they fall in love, they get married, and then it gets hard. And so those, you know, those woo feelings leave. And so then they think there's a problem in the marriage. And so then they leave this marriage looking for the feeling again. Right. And then they find it again. And then they now marry somebody else. And then the feelings you know, you have to work through it again. And that you're either going to build love with this next person or you're going to go to the third person. Right. And so at some point you have to build the real love and not just the romantic, the you feeling. know, kind of love. Right? True. Yeah. That is so That's true. why love works. That's right. Love works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. It is yeah. work and it does work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't I realize I had all your books until last night. <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt like a groupie. Um, okay, let's take a break. Um, and when we come back, we'll just come back with our supermodel picker tip. We'll be right back. We're back for the Supermama Picker Tip of the Week. Off I Mike, say, we were just commenting. Gopalina. We yeah, just I was commenting just gonna commenting on, on like seriously, guys. You know, you can follow her uh, in her Instagram and stuff. But Pastor Holly is always looking fly. Like I'm always going <laughs> I to always church. Thought you had a stylist. Yeah, no. I go to church and I'm like, damn, I want to dress like that. <laughs> I wish I had a stylist. I mean, that's why you bought that jacket that you yeah. have on because you I'm have a like, similar one. That I have both very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You both. You both are always looking good. I'm like, damn. I love how you're always changing your hair too. Yes. Yeah. Your, your glasses. Yeah. Everything, everything. Yeah, everything. I love that. You are always <laughs> very like chic. Oh, well, was thanks. it always like that? Thanks, girls. <laughs> was it always like that or after your kids left? Or, like grow up, grow up? Or, uh, or were you always like that? You were in entertainment, right? Yeah. So I kind of always have a I little bit. I didn't know that about you too. Always have a little bit of a, do something a little bit different. So. Do you style your husband? I try. You totally, okay, there is no way Pastor Philip chooses his own clothes. There is just no way that he, both of you guys he, are that fly. No, he. Sometimes he goes up there, and I'm like, oh, Holly bought that shirt. Well, sometimes fifty percent of the time, that's true. So that's I'll, true, I'll give right? him that. You know what he buys himself is his shoes. His shoes? Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like probably his shoes. Now that's like a thing he he has. He I always am, has really nice kicks. Yeah, he loves his kicks. I always, I'm like, I always wonder. I'm like, do, do they call each other like at church? Do they call each other like, hey, tomorrow we're gonna be wearing that? And no. Come down in the kitchen. Like I'm like, okay, we match or we don't. Or you're like, okay, so you're wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's always looking at Pastor Philip too. Like, oh, Pastor Philip had like a really cool shirt today. I'm like, that's what you need to look like. <laughs> okay. Like, He's I'll gonna be so like, happy when I tell him what you said. I'm like, I'll look like Holly, and you look like Pastor Philip. Okay. Um, or uh, Superman picker tip, um, Pastor. Okay. Quick tip. Um, here's a marriage tip. If you have kids, then um, when you go oh, a vacation is a, is something you do with just your husband. A trip is with the kids. <laughs> oh, yes. To, and so if you yes. can, if you can only, it's not about money. If you can only afford a week, then you do a few days just with your husband, and then a few days with your kids. That's but true. if you don't take a vacation with just your husband, you'll forget why you married him. That's true. We try to do that a lot. We try to do that, right? Mm-hmm. We always try to do that. Like, uh, even if it's like a weekend with the husband, just the husband, yep. it's very, very important yep. to keep things going. It is. And awesome. give each other that time. 
Okay, so my pick is going to be, um, this is my favorite devotional. I always keep it next to my bed, and it's the Joyce Meyer, uh, The Confident Woman Devotional, 365 Daily Inspirations. It's a very good one. I love that one. Yep. Um, that was one of like the first uh, devotionals I ever purchased, and to this day, still my favorite. I keep it at bedside, and it's good. like a different day. You read it, and you're like, you feel good. And it, it's, it's, it's really interesting how you can read the same day three years later and it speaks to you a different, different way that's a different right. message so um that's my pick we'll link it up in our show notes Paulina, i have uh two picks for me also uh, you know reading the bible was always like very daunting like the language so i had to find um a version that i could relate to mm-hmm. right like uh, you know just certain words i was like i don't even know what that means like i have to have right. a dictionary next to me all the time <laughs> So I do the living, new living living. translation, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, just common language, like everyday language. And that's my favorite because I can just really easily understand. And even when I'm at church um, and they put the 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 quote the verses, the verses on, on, <laughs> on the screen i'm always looking at mine i always always also like to yep. read it in spanish because oh, i understand it better yeah Entiendes mejor en español. Mucho mejor. <laughs> so <laughs> for me that's like one of my tips and my second tip um just because i'm about to have the baby and stuff um, any second now any second right now, now maybe she got really excited <laughs> that you were here yeah um i wanted to tell you pregnant girls about the cloud island cloud collection by target they have so many cute super cute stuff that i'm using to build my nursery and it's a new line that they they launched recently and it's they have different themes and different colors but i would totally recommend you trying it i put a bunch of things on my registry and i just got a few yesterday by one of the super mamas super cute love on your ig story super cute (laughs) you guys should really check it out they should do a Julian translation Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> funny. Pastor Julian. Pastor Julian is, when he goes out there and preaches. He's local. He, he is local. <laughs> he is. But In you the know, best way. I also like love all your guests. Oh, yeah. like, all your guests. We have are really like, good friends. And your um another another pick. Did you another were you there when Onika was there? I did not go okay. when Onika. It's okay. But uh, I another uh, tip or pick is your Gotcha conference. Oh yes. Uh, let's she, talk a it's little bit. She rises now. Uh, yeah. She, well, she rises. That was like last year. That's yes. when you named it, right? She rises last two year. Two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just talk about all your books before we head out and say goodbye and your conference because you're not only a pastor, you're getting also your. Uh, your your masters masters yeah. you get your masters you've written i have five books here in front of me is this it or am i missing any yeah i've written 10 oh jesus oh. christ <laughs> <laughs> wow but Just those but those are the five light, best very light <laughs> something very light something light Just ten. here i am putting like Listen, my I'm goal done. in life is to publish a book and you're like well yeah i've done 10 oh my goodness uh, um you also founded the Sri Rises Conference, yeah. which is at the Dolby Theater. Right. I know. Pretty guys, awesome, right? Seriously. It's been great to have it there um, for three years where they have the you know Academy Awards to mm-hmm. actually yeah. fill that place with women. We were the yes. first uh, event of faith in there, the first conference they ever had in there. Wow. And um, so it's been we a great experience. We were there that year. We were there the first year and the second year. Joyce Meyer was there. Joyce Meyer. Kristen Kane. She's so loca too. She's loca. She's back with us next year. Okay, and Priscilla Shire, but oh. um, and we're having it somewhere a different theater next year because I want to make it a little longer, and Ooh, nice. we, oh, nice. we couldn't do that at the Dolby. Oh, this can you year, say anyway. where? 
Yeah, at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. Ooh, Ooh so, nice. And a, so it uh, starts Friday uh, morning, and then so go all Friday, and then all Saturday. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, if you guys, you can get tickets. She Rises now, LA. Right? Yep, get on there. She Rises. There's a lot of people that come from like all over the country for the for the conference. Oh yeah, all, yeah. People come from Mexico, Canada, Texas, yeah. Florida, yeah. California, yeah. all yep. over. <laughs> it's definitely a life changing event. Um, and where can we find more about you? Pastor, where can we buy your books? Where can we find you? Yep. Um, SheRises.com. You can get on there. It has a lot of information about me and what we do and all of that. And then the books, you know, Amazon. <laughs> just type in Pastor Holly Wagner. Yeah, just type in Holly Wagner. Holly Wagner. Holly Wagner. And your church, Oasis LA. Oasis. Oasis Church. Right? On Normandy and Wilshire. Wilshire. Mm-hmm. Here Come in see Koreatown. us. There and you neighbors. also have uh, Noche de Amigas. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I love those Noche de Amigas. Noche de yeah, Amigas. Yeah, I think we're going to do something a little different this next February, but we'll see. Awesome. Well, thank well, you again so much. We'll share it. We'll share, it. We'll okay. share the information. I always tell people, I come to church. I always invite people to church. <laughs> well, thanks for doing that. <laughs> thanks for having party. me. It was always nice to it's nice to chat with you, too. Yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful having you here. And thank you. I know you're really busy, so I thank you. Thanks for blessing so many people oh. in your life. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll stop before I start crying. All right. Uh, you can also <laughs> find us at... Follow us at underscore superromas on... On yeah, Instagram, on the podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, Romas Podcast, on Facebook, and Super Mama. See you next week. Hasta luego. Bye. Super Mamas. Super Mamas. Super Mamas.